Okay, perfect. Perfect. Good. Thank you. Okay. All right. <coughs> so let's learn. So we're in uh, Sefer Mitzvahs. We're up to Mitzvah Tzadi, the 90th Mitzvah. So uh, again, going according to the theme that we've been that we've been going with, it's a mitzvah that's about karbonus, but there's a very very important Indian in Avodas Hashem, an Eitzah, like a practical Eitzah in Avodas Hashem that that comes from it. So we'll work our way through it. <coughs> so uh, the, the makar of this mitzvah, is, you don't have this in front of you, but just you listen inside. There's a pasuk in Parashat Sav. Okay, in Parashat Sav it says the following thing. Mm-hmm. The Pasuk says like this Habasar, The Pasuk doesn't really explain itself so much But Tarsh Balpeh comes Vabasar asher yiga bakol tamay It says in Pasuk like this A piece of meat Which comes in contact with something tamay In other words If the meat becomes tamay Lo yeachel Shall not be eaten You're not allowed to eat it Be'esh yisarif It has to be burnt into fire It has to be burned with fire What meat is this talking about? So Tarsh Balpeh comes and explains This is not talking about a regular steak A regular piece of meat This is Tomei Kachim that if a, if a carbon, if an animal that's, that's already a carbon and you, you went through the whole process of blood and so on, and the meat becomes in, comes in contact with something, tummy becomes tummy, kachin that becomes tummy, there's a mitzvah to burn. That's the, that's the mitzvah. That's the pasuk. So let's see inside a little bit. In the Rambam Mitzvah Sadi, it's on page Samach in these uh, editions. Again, we're not going to go through the whole thing because in the middle he, he goes off a little bit of a, on a tangent. You know, things that are not so relevant for us right now, but just a little bit. Mitzvah the 90th mitzvah is, that we're commanded to burn Kodshim, Karbonis that became Tomei. And that's the Pasuk we just read, that, that meat that, that, that touches anything Tomei, you're not allowed to eat it, if you have to burn it into fire. That's the, that's the mitzvah. Now, now the Rambam goes off on the side, quoting other Gemaras to prove that this is in fact the mitzvah, but that's not so relevant for us. It's going to take us, take us out of the context a little bit. But if you go all the way down, like four lines from the bottom, from the end of the mitzvah, Gam Kin Amru, the Ramam says that the mitzvah is again, the Pasik says meat. I mean, it's another kachin that becomes tummy, you have to burn. But Gam Kin Amru, Maimer Zelashayna. But there is a Gemara, we'll see this soon, that's more in Shabbos that says the following sentence to sort of expand the mitzvah. The Gemara's Lashon is like this, Kishem Shem Mitzvah Lisrif, Kachim Shenitmu, that just as there's a mitzvah, our mitzvah, to burn Kachim that became Tameh, Kach Mitzvah Lisrif, Shemen Truma Shenitmu. So too, there's a mitzvah to burn Truma that became Tameh as well. So when, when the mitzvah is, even though the Pasuk talks about meat, which is Truma is, 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 uh, is fruits and vegetables, not meat. So the Pasuk is talking about certainly Karbonis and Kachim, but the Gemara understands as an expansion that that's also this halacha, the, the mitzvah of burning karbonis that became tome, also expands and, ex- and extends itself to truma as well. That's what the Ramah is quoting. And the halachas of this mitzvah are talked about in Psachim and in Saif Tumura. Those are the places. Okay, that's the Ramah. Okay, so this is what we're going to be focusing on right now in terms of Comparing and contrasting, although the Rambam just set up for us that the mitzvah is to burn karbanis that became tame, and part of that sort of by extension is also truma. This is we're going to see right now some halachas, you know, similarities and differences between taka, burning kachin and burning truma, again, if they become tame. So let's say like this. If you take a look at the Marmachimus, so that Gemara that the Rambam was referring to that expanded the mitzvah of kachin to truma as well. So it's a Gemara in Shabbos. Okay, so the Mar Mokhan one is that Gemara. The Gemara Shabbos Chafhei Amid Aleph. Okay, so we'll see inside. Amarav. 
It's Rav. Rav said, Kishem shen mitzvah lisroif hakachim shenitmu, just as there's a mitzvah to burn kachim that became tomei. Kach mitzvah lisroif esat shuma shenitmes. So too, there's a mitzvah to burn shuma that became tomei. But here's where Rav says that there's one difference between the two of them. However, the Torah said, that when you're burning chuma, if you're burning chuma that became tamay, you're allowed to have benefit from the fire as it's burning. In other words, when it comes to kachim, the halach is not only is there a mitzvah to burn it, part of the, part of the halach of kachim that became tamay is that it's off, it's off, certainly not allowed to eat it. You're not allowed to have any hana from it either, even while it's burning. You can't use that fire to warm yourself to use the light of the fire and so on. Everything about Kodshim, even during its burning process, is off limits. Says Rav, although this mitzvah of burning Kodshim extends to Chuma as well, but there's one difference. When it comes to Chuma, you're allowed to have benefit from the fire. That's what Rav says. So he says like this, um, again, just as there's a mitzvah to burn Kodshim, there's a mitzvah to burn Chuma that became Tomei. But the Torah says, however, that while you're destroying the Chuma, while you're burning it, you could have benefit from it. Heichan Amr Taira says the Gemara, where did the Torah say this? Where do you get this idea from? That Shuma, although you have to burn it, you're allowed to have Hana. Mid Rav Nachman, so the Gemara says it's from Rav Nachman. To Amr Rav Nachman, Amr Rabba Baravua. Rav Nachman, name of Rabba Baravua, said, Amr Kra, that a Pasuk says as follows, talking about giving Shuma to a kain, right? We know Shuma is the first, uh, you have to take a 50th, let's say, for example, 50th of your produce and give it to a kain. That's Shuma, right? So Amr Kra, the Pasuk says, regarding giving Shuma to a kain, Says the Pasuk, you to the Kahanim, I have given my true mice in plural. So what's the plural trumas? So says Rabbi Nachman, this is hinting to two types of trumas, two situations of truma, and they're both given to the Kayan for his benefit. One type of truma is where it's tahar and he could eat it, he could do whatever he wants. And the other type of truma is even truma that became tameh. And even though he's not allowed to eat it, but the Torah is saying, you still give it to him. Why? Because there's something he could do with it. What could he do with it? He could at least have, have benefit from the fire as it's burning. That's the, that's the meaning of the Pasuk. I've given to the kain all of my, all, both types of chumas, whether it be tar or tame, because either case, there's something the kain can, can use it for. That's the Vamrachmana, that's the Pasuk says, lacha, that it's the kain's. Shalachot that it should be for him, his, his benefit. La tachas tavshilach, even to use it as a fire under, under his, uh, you know, his stove, you know, for his stove and so on. That's the, that's the Gemara. So again, that's one difference. That's the difference between Shuma and Kachim, is that Kachim, while it's burning, you're now allowed to have benefit even from the fire that's burning it. But Shuma, you're allowed to have benefit from the fire as you're burning the Tami Shuma. Okay. Fine, that's the halacha. Here's the fundamental question, though. Let, let's, let's think about for a second that, that idea that Shuma, you're allowed to have benefit, the kind is allowed to have benefit from the fire as it's burning. Here's the, here's the Chakir, here's the Shaila, and we'll see the Rishayim have Machlagis about this, and we'll see some practical Nafkaminas along the way. Here's the question. Is the pshat, like this, let, let's talk kachim for a second. Kachim, you have to burn, yeah? It means it's off limits. It's off limits. Kachim is completely off limits. I have to burn it because, why am I burning kachim? Because it's off limits. That's, that's why. Because I'm not allowed to eat it. I can't have any benefit from it. The Torah says, just destroy it, get out of your possession. It's about destroying it. That's what the mitzvah of burning kachim is about. Here's the question. When it comes to burning truma, one possibility. Is the pshat that it's also about destroying I mean, just as when it comes to karbanas, the objective is destroy. And the Torah said, destroy it with fire. So the same thing with truma. The Torah said, truma became tomei, destroy it. Destroy it with fire. It just happens to be that the Torah says, while you're destroying it, 
I'm giving you a little bit permission to have Hana as it's being destroyed. That's one possibility. But the, but the essential act that you're doing is an act of destruction, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to destroy it. That's one possibility. Or, maybe fundamentally not like that. Maybe, when it comes to Karbanas, what am I doing? I'm destroying. But when it comes to Chuma, it's not an act of destruction. When it comes to Chuma, the Torah is saying like this, that regular Tahar Chuma you should use for all of your benefits. If you want to eat it, good. If you want to use it for candlelight, it's also good. Use it. You have a full array of options. When it comes to Chuma, that's Tameh, the Torah is limiting you to one type of usage, which is using it as fuel for fire for your benefit. In other words, the question is, when I'm burning that, uh, let's say I have oil that's, that's Chuma, and I'm using it to, to burn a lamp, and I'm sitting there reading with the, with the candlelight, is, is what I'm doing essentially an act of destruction? I just happen to be, the Torah gives me like a little bit of a hatter. By the way, you're destroying it anyway. You can have a little bit of a side benefit too, I don't mind. Or no, 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 the definition of what I'm doing is that I am using it. I am consuming this oil. Instead of consuming it, you know, with my mouth to use it for cooking, the only type of consumption the Torah told me I'm allowed to do with it is burning consumption. But it's about me. It's about a consumption. That's the, that's the question. What's the nafkimina? What's the nafkimina? You follow the, that, that's the here. Again, is it an act of destruction with a heter of, use, of having benefit on the side? Or what I'm doing is an act of consumption, really. It's just instead of being able to have an entire array of options, I am now limited to one particular option of consuming it with burning. Which is the burning? So I can say that the burning is just an actual detail. So it's a good question what the makar of this is, like what the two options are. But we're going to see the Rishayim Taka this different sheet. This. Let, me give you, let me give you one nafkumin and you'll see what I mean. If you go to Marmokan number three, we'll skip two for a second. We'll go to Marmokan number three. There's a medrash, this is in Tarskahana. Okay, there's a medrash in also on, on Parsha Sav. It says like this. Now, th- this, this medrash is talking about a different situation where you have to burn a carbon. Until now, we've been talking about the carbon becoming Tameh. Okay, there's another, op- there's another situation where you have to burn a carbon is where the, t- where the, where the carbon uh, has already gone past its, uh, its expiration date. In other words, when you bring a carbon, there's only a certain amount of time that you have to eat it. Right? Different karbanas, different times. Let's say one day, two days is different types of karbanas. But whatever the case may be, if you get past that, that day, then there's a mitzvah to burn. It's called nicer. You have to burn that. So we've been talking about tome, but nicer is another option to burn it. So it says the Medrash like this. It says in Pasuk that it's talking about shlomim in particular, that if you leave the meat of the, of the shlomim for the third day, you have to burn into fire. Yeah? That's the Medrash. That's the Pasuk. It says the Medrash. This is your, 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 you know, your, your poster child. This is your, your lesson for all things that you have to burn. That they have to be burnt during the day. In other words, just as when it comes to a carbon that passes its due date, it says, You have to burn on the third day. So it says the Medrash, that means for all things that you have to burn, all kachim that you have to burn, whether it be because it's nicer, whether it's because it's tame, because it's puzzle, anytime you have to burn karbanis, it has to be done during the day. Okay. Questions like this. What about truma? If I'm burning truma, do I have to burn truma during the day? Now you're going to tell me like, okay, it's a theoretical case. It doesn't really come up. It's not really so true because there is one version of truma sort of that we still do even nowadays in chutzlars, which is challah, right? Challah is racist. Challah is called a truma. Again, in chutzlar, it's okay. We don't, we don't give it to kahanim. It's not the midrash and so on. But there is an idea of, of being mafresh challah, which is truma. And then what do you do with it? So there's different options. Some people try to burn it. 
So if you're burning your chal, if you're burning your chumah, does it have to be done during the day? Well, the Medrash says, Zeban al-Bachal Nisrafim, that we have a cloud when it comes to all Kadshim, Kaidish, that are being burnt, it has to be done during the day. So what about Shuma? Do you have to burn Shuma specifically by the day or not? So, the, so the, in, there's, it's interesting, there's a, there's a Tshuva in the Night of Yehuda, just saw this last night, Night of Yehuda, it's in, uh, it's in Tinyana Tzadi Vav. I'm not just so brilliant, that's not, you know, I, I saw it last night, that's why I know the Maramakim. So the Night of Yehuda writes over there, it was a, it was a mamisha, a, 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 a conversation back and forth between the Night of Yehuda and Rishaya Pek. It was a Nodum Gadol at the time. So he, um, it was a correspondence because uh, Rav Shaya saw from, he was medayik from a Shulchan Aruch in Hilchas Chala that one does not have to burn Chala Davka by the day. It can be done at night as well. And so he asked the Shaila to the night of Yudah, like, I don't get it. The Medrash says that all Kaidish that has to be burned has to be burned during the day. So why is Chuma the exception? So the night of Yudah responds, like, I don't talk about it. Of course Chuma is the exception. What's Chuma have to do with Karbanas like this? And then he responds back, of, of course it's part of Karbanas. Like, there's this, like, uh, they're not talking to each other. It probably revolves around this, this aspect. Why am I burning Kajim? Why am I burning Kajim and why am I burning Chuma? Again, I'm burning Kajim, why? Destruction, destroy the Kaidish. That's what, that's what it's about. So says the Medjish, whenever you're burning something and the fundamental purpose of that act is destructive, is destruction, when it comes to Karbanas, it has to be done during the day. Okay, But when it comes to Chuma, is the burning of Chuma the same thing as burning Kajim? Is, is, again, going back to the question, is Chuma destroying and just happens to be the Torah gives me a heter that you can have a side benefit along the way? In that case, then it's fundamentally the same as burning karbanas, and the measure says burning has to be done during the day. But if you say Chuma is about consumption, it's, it's the concept of consumption. When it's tar, you could consume it with your mouth. When it's tummy, you consume it with candlelight. So then it's a matter of consumption. There's no halacha that you have to eat Chuma during the day. You could eat Chuma at night also. You follow? So is the burning an act of eating, so to speak? In which case, it's, it's not limited to during the day. You can do it whenever you want. Or it's burning. It's destroying. And then the Torah says, there's a special halacha. Burning has to be done during the day. So that's the question. And that was the machlekes between these achreinim in Neid of Yehuda. It's a good question. It's a good question. I don't have a good answer to that. I was thinking about it. I don't, I don't know. The, the Gemara, even the Rambam, right? He said... Part of this mitzvah, by extension, is truma. It very much indicates that they're that they're one of the same. But yeah, yeah. So, so we're going to see though that there are rishonim already hold that it's uh, it's different. Oh, so it's right. So it sounds right. That, that could be the response. Like no, the the pasuk sounds like I have. I'm giving you both trumas, tahar and tamei. So th- there's like a little bit of a steer. The drasha sounds that it's a consumption thing. It's it's basically like truma tahira. Just now you're limited with your options. But the Gemara's language of kashem, that there's a mitzvah to burn kachim, so too there's a mitzvah to burn karbonis, sounds the other way. So uh, that's where probably you have room for both, uh, both shitas. That's one nafkamina, whether the burning has to be done during the day or not, or, or night as well, okay. Another, another nafkamina is, am I allowed to burn truma, tamea, and benefit from it? On yontif. On yontif. So for example, when it comes to yontif, you're allowed to, uh, if, I have, if I want to burn oil for a candle, because I want to, you know, read to the candlelight or whatever. Um, I mean, there's, there's other issues. Yontif is okay. So you, then, then what? Then, then you can do that, right? That's not, I mean, on Yontif, there's, there's a hat to do. You're allowed to do things that are oichel nefesh. You're allowed to do malacha for consumption. So you're allowed to cook. And you're allowed to also consume oil for the purposes of also your benefit. Uh, if it means for, for cooking purposes or to illumination purposes, that you're allowed to do. That's, that's not chil Yontif. That's oichel nefesh. 
Let's say I just don't want to burn, burn a house down. I just want to light something on fire for the purpose of destruction. You can't do that. That's not Eichel Nefesh. Am I allowed to burn Truma Tmea while also benefiting from it? Is that an act of destruction? With a, it happens to be I just have a heter along the way. While it's being destroyed, you can have some benefit from it. Or no, no, no. Is that an act of consumption? That's going to be the question. Is, is this considered within the umbrella of Eichel Nefesh or not? You follow? Are you going to be allowed to do that on Yantif? Is there a time limit on that? Like a no, so Truma, there's no time limit. Theoretically, it could be, uh, you know, whenever you're able to do it. That's going to be the question. So it's like this. Hello, the, practically, there's a Mishnah in Shabbos which tells you that ain't surfing Truma, you're not allowed to burn Truma. You're not allowed to use the, the Truma oil, right? To use it as a candlelight. You're not allowed to do that on Yantif. That Mishnah says no. But the question is why? The question is why. So practically, you're not allowed to do this on Yantif, but the question is why. So if you take a look at Maramukha number two, so Taisvis and Shabbos, Tavchavdalat raises this issue. Again, the Mishnah says that you're not allowed to use oil that's truma for your uh, candlelight or for your, for your, to, 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 to light a fire under a pot or something like this. You know, you're not allowed to use that truma tamea on Yantif. So it says, ask Taisvis the following question. Sreifas truma tamea, burning truma that's tamea, that you're allowed to have benefit from while it's burning. Why are you not allowed to do that on Yantif? Why is this any different than regular oil that I'm burning on Yantif that's called Eichel Nefesh for my consumption? So I'm not physically eating it, but I'm using it for my, you know, for, for some level of consumption for my light and so on. What? By Chuma, because I have a mitzvah to burn, it's, even, it's worse. What's the difference? These are, it's, it's, it's consumption. What's, uh, if I'm allowed to light a candle and use oil, regular uh, olive oil on Yontif, why can't I use olive oil? That's true. It's the same thing. I'm, I'm, consuming, uh, I'm consuming it. What's the difference? I'm a rivas. The rivas says, no, devade gara. When it comes to true stomach, it's for sure worse than regular oil. Why? The kivan kol Because since the Torah said you're not allowed to consume this in any other way. You're only allowed to have benefit from the, from the oil and from the truma. While it's burning, that means that the burning is not for your benefit. It's not a consumption halacha. The Torah is not just limiting what you're allowed to do with it. It's like burning carbonus. It's destructive. That's what you're doing. The definition of what you're doing is, I am doing, what I'm doing right now is destroying truma. That's what I'm doing. Ella, Shatar Lake Bida, Shehanimenabashas beer. Just the Torah was, was benevolent, benevolent, and Hashem said, you know what? I'll be I'll be extra nice to you. While you're destroying it, I'll allow you to have some side benefit too. But that's not what you're doing. And because of that, it's not Eichel Nefesh. You're not allowed to do that on Yantif. So says Riva, again, this point, that burning Truma is fundamentally similar to burning Kajim. It's an act of destruction. And that's not Eichel Nefesh. Happens to be, it's like a funny, it's a funny situation because you are actually getting benefit from it. That's not really what you're doing. And because of that, that's not called Eichel Nefesh, and that's not a, a mutter, Malach on Yantiv, and that will be a violation of Anissa Deraisa, of burning, uh, of burning Chuma on Yantiv. That's the Riva. Ula Ri Nira, but says Taisis the Ri, disagreed. And the Ri said, no, I don't get it. Says the Riva, says the Ri, what are you saying, Riva? You're saying that really. It, really, I'm destroying. It just happens to be, like on the side, the Rebbe gave me like a, a little bit of a, a token, you know, you could have some benefit along the way. Says the Ri, okay, I hear such an idea when it comes to, when it comes to, let's say, I don't know, Karbanis, that part of it goes to Hashem, part of it goes to me. I get such a thing. But over here, 
it's not like part of it goes to Hashem, part of it, and I'm destroying. It's destroying. So my, the whole thing, it says the re, I disagree. The re says, if you, if you take three lines into the second paragraph, he says, Aval Truma Tamea says the re, I disagree. The re disagrees with the reva, and the re says, Truma Tamea, when it comes to Truma, that's Tamea, ain't ice me men You're not doing anything further, Rabbanishlam, that you're getting a little bit of a side benefit. I disagree. I don't see this as something that, that you're destroying, but you're getting a side benefit from. Rather, the re disagrees, and he holds the other side of the argument, which is, no, 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 this is an act of consumption. So then, so why are you not allowed to do it on Yantif? So says the Ri, therefore, Hachi Mefarashri, therefore the Ri or Ben Yitzchak explained, that the reason why you can't, you, you can't consume Truma Tamea on Yantif is not because it's technically a violation of Yantif. It's not. It's a type of consumption, no different than actually eating on Yantif or cooking on Yantif. The reason why you're not allowed to do it is Pirish Gazru Truma Atu Kachim. It's a Gezer Midrabanan. If we see you burning truma on Yantif, people might get confused and say, oh, you could burn Kaidish on Yantif, and you might burn Karbanas on Yantif. And Karbanas Yantif is certainly an act of destruction, and that's not Eichel Nefesh. So according to the Ri, the reason why you're not, you don't, you're not allowed to burn truma to on Yantif is only Midrabanan, a Gzeira atu Karbanas. But this is the fundamental Machlaikis. Again, what, what, what is going on with truma? Is it an act of consumption, or is it an act of destruction with a side benefit? Is there a time on the side of consumption that you have to do it within a certain amount of time or if it's just consumption you keep it in your pantry and right so when so essentially when it comes to carbonus when it comes to carbonus the the it, it, it's not like there's a time limit there is a specific a special halacha that it should be miyad that as soon as it becomes tame or as soon as it becomes uh, uh, expired after the day there's a mitzvah to burn as soon as possible truma we don't find such a hakpada that it should be done as soon as possible maybe that indicates it's fundamentally different. So that's, uh, you know, what, one, by the way, so one other interesting halacha when it comes to karbanas, which, um, which also you don't see by truma, is where you have to burn it. When it comes to karbanas, the halacha is like this. I mentioned this last week, that there's two different categories of karbanas, right? You have kachik kachim, and you have kachim kalim. So kachik kalim, if kachim kalim, let's say a shlamim or a taida, if kachim kalim become tameh, so it's mitzvah to burn it, it's karbanas, but that mitzvah is to burn it anywhere. There's no specific... Sp- place that you have to burn, just, just burn it, get it done. When it comes to kachi kachim, then it's interesting. It depends where it became Tameh, in fact. If it became Tameh in the base of Migdash, then you have to burn in the base of Migdash. If it became Tameh outside the base of Migdash, then you can burn outside the base of Migdash. So that's when it comes to Karbanis, there's a little bit of, a, of details in terms of where you should burn it. Chuma is not like that. Again, you have Chuma, you can have Chuma in Chutzlars, you can have Chuma in Tzvat, you can have Chuma anywhere. It doesn't have to be, it's not, a, you know, it's not specific to the base of Migdash like that. That's the, that's the difference. Okay, so that's the, that's the mitzvah we're discussing. Again, so Kachim, the halach is again just a chazer practically. It's the Kachim, the idea is to destroy, and there's no benefit one is allowed to have at all from Kachim that became Tameh, certainly not to eat it, and even while it's burning, you're not allowed to have benefit. That's Karbanis. When it comes to Chuma, you have to burn it, but you're allowed to have benefit. And that's the question, like, what fundamentally is it? Is it an act of destruction with a side benefit? Or that's, the, that's the, the type of consumption that you're limited to now, which is consumption through burning. That's the, and that's the shayla. Again, the nafkamina would be dafka during the day, and whether or not it would be uh, a problem on yontif midaraisa. Okay, let's see. There is a mitzvah for the kind, yeah. There's a mitzvah to eat shumah, yeah. Yeah, there's, well, you're, there's, there's a number of mitzvahs involved. There's uh, there, well, like, there's a mitzvah separating and giving. That's on the, on the farmer. There's a mitzvah on the kayan. You can't say, I wouldn't put it this way. It's not necessarily a mitzvah to eat. There is a mitzvah of mishmeras truma, of 
of, of making sure truma doesn't just rot. So, practically speaking, it means to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a mitzvah to consume it. Again, the Torah doesn't say like in that way of achila, but it's in terms of making sure that it gets taken care of in a proper way, which basically means eating. So then there would be a mitzvah to, uh, to, cons- uh, to burn the truma as well. By, by carbonus? So carbonus is an act of eating. It's an act, it's, it's a, it's a maisa achila. It's not just getting it done. There might also be a mitzvah of shmira by carbonus, which forces them to eat it as well, but there is a mitzvah of eating taka by carbonus. That was the awesome. Okay, so just for a few minutes, now let's uh, see if we can learn out some, you know, eitzes and avodis Hashem from the sogya. So let's focus on, on, the, on, the, on the, the, the main point that we've sort of revolving around, which is, you have to burn, right? That's the main mitzvah. So take a look at Marmokka number four. This is from the Eitz Rachayim from the Kamarna Rebbe. Again, I use the Sefer a lot when it comes to the shir. It's, it's uh, you know, Panimis and Chesidus on the Targ Mitzvahs. So he writes the following idea. <clears throat> he said that what a person, you could learn a very, very important lesson of Adis Hashem from this halacha, that again, you have Kodshim, which is unbelievable, right? Kodshim is mamish the holiest thing, right? And to eat Kodshim, we talked about this, that the, the Kahanim eat it, and, and that, inha- that, that fulfills, that sort of completes the, cup, the, 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 the carbon process. It's part of the Avaidah. It's a huge Indian, Kahanim eating it. But all of a sudden, this piece of meat, the Kodshim, came account with something. Tummy becomes tummy. Now you have to destroy it. So mm-hmm. said the command like this: Because the lesson that you learn from here is the concept is is that if that yichud, if that unity, if that oneness, if that devekus between the kain and the rabbi nishlam through eating the carbon again, him eating the carbon was big and young. So if he if he has that unbelievable devekus and that avaida when what the ace negias atami when there's tuma that's incorporated that's in the mix. Then now you're making a mixture between good and evil, right? Then evil itself, Ra itself, is going to, uh, is going to be part of that aliyah, of that unbelievable chef of Kedusha that's going to come to the world through the eating of Karbanis. Now Tumah is going to be in the mix. And that's no different than the original sin of, 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 of Eitzadas, Toivara, of mixing together good and evil. And so what you see from this idea of burning kachin is that although you had an unbelievable opportunity and there's like, a, you know, th- th- this, this, this piece of meat means like dveikas and attachment and aliyah and shefa and kedusha. It's unbelievable. But once there's tum involved, then you can't. It's going to be too, it's going to be too difficult because in other words, you can't bring, uh, you know, R into, in, into the world if there's going to be chayshech mixed in. Lachain, therefore, said the Kamarna, practically what do you learn from this? Is that kaidim hatfilah hayichud that before a person davens, which is a moment of connection or learning, any type of connection with the rabbanish loylam, yasa tshuva, to have a thought of tshuva before you sit down to daven or you sit down to learn. And to humble yourself for just a moment before the rabbanish loylam. And the reason why, a person, why it's so important to do tshuva at that moment is because by doing tshuva, even for a flight, uh, having a thought of tshuva pass through one's mind and, and a thought of humility before a person davens or learns, is that that has a way of separating one's negative, the negative parts of oneself and to make sure that, the, mo- that the, the, the activity I'm about to get involved in, which is holy and unbelievable, that part of me, which is gaiva and yeshus and, and uh, full of problems, shouldn't be involved. And so by that, by that moment of hachna of humility, like we sang in Nigan before we learned, you know, by that moment of hachna, so the, the Yitzhara goes away, the Yitzhara is not part of the Indian, and then uh, the Dvekas is, is Kulei Kaitesh. That's the, that's the idea. That's the idea. <clears throat> but... That's when it comes to carbonus, yeah? 
So in other words, the idea of karbanis is not to have any benefit from it. In other words, benefit would mean a level of connection. And what it's saying is that while there's tumma over here, don't have any connection. You can't have any connection, just you have to do tshuva first. You gotta, you gotta make sure that what you're doing is l'shma and l'shem shemaim. Don't have any negative uh, and uh, unholy thoughts and, and, and you know, uh, parts of yourself involved in that experience. And if there is, if there is tumma involved, then just destroy it and burn it and you can't have any, it's not a time for davening, it's not a time for yichud. But tshuma is not like that, right? Interesting. Tshuma is not like that. Shuma is, you have to burn it, it's true, but you can have some benefit from it at the same time. Again, we talked about, is it, is it bigger consumption or not? But the point is, practically, it's being burnt, and you can have some benefit from it too. So how do we make sense of that? So Shuma is interesting. Shuma, as I mentioned, is racious. It's described as the beginning. It's the first piece that you take off to give it to the kain. So this, this, is, this is telling us a very, very big eight in Novaitis Hashem, which is the following. That although the ideal is, like the Kamarna just, just, just explained with Karbanis, that the ideal is Lishma, that everything should be 100% Lishma, there shouldn't be any Ra and any ego and any uh, ulterior motives involved in one's Avadis Hashem. And you should do Tshuva and have some thoughts of humility before you dive and before you learn in order to purify the moment. And that's Gavaldi. But to start like that is very hard. To start like that is very hard. The Gemara says, we know, what? the person should always do Torah Mitzvah in the beginning of one's Avodah. The lesson from Chuma is that when it comes to Rashes, the beginning of one's Avodah, as long as you, what your goal is to become a person that's L'Shem Shemayim. The goal is that I want to serve the brother Shalom absolute for no ulterior motives, that it should be Kulay Kaitesh. But I recognize and I understand that the beginning of my Avaida, I have no choice but to schlep along my Yitzhar too. Now let, let's, let's see inside. This is a Maramak number five. This is also from the Kamaran in a different Sefer. The Siv Mitzvah Sechas. He says like this. It's a very, very important date. in Avaida Hashem. He says like this. Kisha Adam writes a lakam b'chatzais laila. His example is a pretty from one. But let's say a person wants to get up for, at midnight to do Tikin Chatzais. That's what he wants to do. The Yitzhar is going to give him a hard time to do such a thing. The Yitzhar is going to make him extra tired, you know, when the alarm clock goes off and he's not going to want to get out of bed at midnight. The Cholki Yitzhar is that any situation, you, you know, you come up with yourself, anything that you want to do in Avaida, the Yitzhar is certainly going to attack you initially. Once you get into a routine and like you're used to getting up at midnight, okay, fine. But in the beginning, it's going to be very hard. Eitzah Yitzhar, says the Kamarna, what's the Eitzah in the beginning? To tell yourself, I'm getting up at midnight to exercise. I'm getting at midnight to get a head start on work before uh, my co-workers. That's why I'm getting out of bed. For something physical. To do something for your body, to exercise. To do something uh, for the body and so on. Parnasa, whatever the case may be. And when, you're, when you tell yourself that I am doing this for nothing spiritual, I'm doing this for my own, for my own personal benefit, whether, whatever the case may be, the Yitzhar is not going to fight you with that. The Yitzhar is not going to force you not to work out. Stop. It's always hard to work out and to exercise, but he's not going to attack you, you know, for going to the gym. That's not, that's not, he's not going to stop you from going to the gym. So if you tell yourself, I'm going to wake up early every morning, really what you wanted to wake up early for is what? Is that you should be able to hop a few minutes of learning. But you to, Yitzhar is going to fight you on that. So what do you do? You tell yourself, no, no. I'm waking up early because I'm going to do jumping jacks. I'm going to do some push-ups. I'm doing some exercise to, you know, that I should feel healthy. And what's the answer going to say? I'll be fine, because don't tell you, I have no problem with that. But then once you're out of bed in the morning and you actually get up, then go learn. Then go learn. So in the beginning of one's Avayda, you have to bring the Eitzar along. You have no choice. You have to do that. And he says, that's the Pshan and Pasuk. Uh, Davin Melch says, Chashavti 
I made cheshbonus of what I want to do, and my feet just took me to, uh, to the base measures to learn. So, like, what does that mean? So he says like this, I want to get to the base measures, but I can't. The Yitzhar is too, too big, right? So, I made cheshbonus that drachai, that what I'm doing is I'm going out of the house for my own personal benefit. I'm done, and I'm going to the gym and so on. And the Yitzhar doesn't stop me. But then, but then what I'm really doing is a shivra so he says like this, I don't know who the tzaddik was, but he says, uh, the tzaddik of this Rabbi Yitzchak, they used to say the following thing, said this Rabbi Yitzchak, when, I go, when I'm on a journey to go give a Musa Shmuz, or to give a Teichacha, to try to be Mechazik Yidin, so the Yitzchak fights with me. And what does he say? Omer, he says, Yitzchak, what do you, sit down, you stay at home, learn, what are you getting involved with people to try to be Mechazik them? What are you making yourself so, so busy? See, the Yitzhar is very firm in this case, right? It's like, it's like no, you know, have to take care of yourself. What are you worried about other Yidin for? says. So what do I tell the Yitzhar? He says, nah, what am I, you think I'm going to help Yidin? I'm going, that's my parnasa. That's, I have to make a living. That's, uh, I'm, I'm in Kirov, that's, that's what I do. And then the Yitzhar says, oh, he says, it's for money? I have no problem with that. He says, Ukshani but then when I actually get there, I disregard the uh, the Parnasa thoughts. and I do the Iker, which is to, to, to help you. I, I get a check also, but it's not the Iker, that's not my main focus. For Omar, and this Rabbi Yisrael said more than that. He said, It's impossible to undertake upon yourself a big Indian, a big mitzvah, a big Avaida, without having the Yetzirah involved a little bit. You have to get the Yetzirah involved a little bit. You have to give him some... Some, uh, some place to be involved when you're taking upon yourself a big thing. Because if a person wants to initially take upon themselves that Indian of doing things is going to attack you to fight against you and you won't do it at all. So the Eitz is in the beginning you burn the Tshuma that's Tameh you recognize that there's Tum over here but you have a little bit of enough from it. You have to allow the Yitzhar space. And then you go in with that initial plan that I'm giving the Yitzhar his room, but when I get to shul, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to get to shul. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting out of bed and I'm telling myself this, that, that. When I actually get out of bed, I'm going to do the right thing. And so you have to give the Yitzhar its space. I'll start off with Chayas. You know, the Chayas is the Yitzhar. Yeah. Once you have the Chayas, the Chayas, right. the channel that the Chayas, the Chayas. Exactly, exactly. That's what it is. That's why the Kamarna also points this out. It's an amazing thing. He said, when Avram Avinu was given Lech Lecha, right? So Hashem says Lech Lecha, why? Lahanascha, Tevas, it's going to be good, it's good for you, you can have the children, you have Parnassah, it's going to become famous. And Avram Avinu travels with light, right? So another, why is Hashem doing that? It's because it's a lesson for all time. The beginning of one's traveling to Avadis Hashem, yeah, allow yourself to think, it's going to be good for me, physical, like, that's how you get the Yitzhara to, to stop fighting against it. Once you get to Eretz Yisrael, then you let light go. Then light goes his way, I go my way, and then already it's not about the, the, the personal benefit, but, but to get yourself out of bed. So sometimes you have to, you know, you have these Yitzhara, that's the Indian. So, Kaidesh, like the ideal is Lishma. And if there's any Tumma involved, just burn it, stay away. I'm not going to do anything if there's any Lishma, if there's any Tumma. But in Rashis, the beginning of one's Avaid, the Truma, 
then you have no choice. You have to allow some tumah to be involved, even in your avayda as well. And as long as your idea is, your goal is to be lishma, then it's okay to begin with shloi lishma. That's the, uh, it's a very, very important strategy you learn from this mitzvah. Okay, shkayach everybody. Shkayach. Shkayach. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.